You, my friend, are listening to The Happy Hearthstone. This episode is brought to you, as always, by listeners just like you. Thank you so much, Typical Tyrant, Chris M., Nicholas D., Nick Patrick, Algaron, Zoroshio, Clape HS, and Beef Squatch for making this show possible. You can join them and get some great perks for yourself over at patreon.com slash thehappyhearthstone. And be sure to join our Discord. We've had some great conversations lately. I'm so thankful for everyone who's hanging out over there. Find like-minded friends over at thehappyhearthstone.com slash discord. Click on the link to join today. Hello and welcome to episode 194 of the Happy Hearthstone, the longest running Hearthstone podcast in the history of space and time and cards. I'm your host, Andrew Brown, and I'm excited to be with you again Although this week it is just you and me again. So the schedule that I told you that I had of upcoming guests is still there. Unfortunately, this fell on a week where the upcoming two guests weren't quite able to make it. And because I was scrambling with a lot of stuff going on this past week, uh, we're going to do another solo show. And so today I've assembled the topic of processing something very near and dear to me, and I'm titling it The Battle Within. Uh, What this is, to give you a heads up, is a conversation that we're going to have around what to do when you're innerly conflicted. There's probably a better word than that for it, but it's the best I got right now. Inward confliction, confliction on the inside. Uh, And those times when you get frustrated with the game of Hearthstone and you're not sure what to do with it. Um, Typically, this comes when your latter experience is not what you want it to be. But no matter what your goals might be, it's it's, uh, from a broader perspective what they are and that you're not meeting those goals. You're not doing as well as you would hope. And it's a tough situation to be in. I found myself in that place several times, especially this month. And so I'll talk a little bit about my experience, more so about what I um, what I process and what I would encourage you to do as well. We all go through that from time to time. So if that's you right now, buckle in because we're gonna we're gonna talk about some stuff that'll be really really applicable for you and for everyone. Hopefully this will be some good tools in your belt if nothing else. Um, but yeah, really excited to be with you all. I'll swing right into why I'm happy because uh, one of them is a continuation of last week. Um, thank you so much to everyone again for donating towards the mic. I'm actually going to order that this week. I uh, had a couple extra donations come in from last episode, so thank you so much for those. And um, I'll order that mic and then I will be inscribing names into it. I haven't figured out how I'm going to do that. I, it'll probably be something on the other side that I end up doing. But, um, but yeah, really excited for that. Um, big reason why I'm happy is that I'm actually coming to you today from my hotel room in Orlando. So uh, I do this, I've done this for the past couple years since I've been a part of the company that I work for. And it's a conference that happens annually out in Orlando and uh, means that I'm away for a while. So those of you who have been tracking for the past few weeks, I have had a lot of travel in my, in my life. Uh, out for Christmas and then 
uh, now. So I, I, I do enjoy this conference. It's a lot of fun. Um, I'm recording this right after a full day of getting people from the airport and assembling our booth, which if you've ever done that for a company is insanity. <laughs> so we've got these backdrops that we create and then we always buy a bunch of Ikea furniture because it's actually cheaper to purchase the Ikea furniture, build it for the event, and then toss it in the garbage. <laughs> or hopefully we can find an attendant who could actually use them because um, we'd love to do that instead of burn them, you know. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, my hands are on fire because I had those tiny little Allen wrenches and got every single one of those screws into those tables that we made and the cabinets and the chairs. Um, I actually really wanted to jump in the pool afterwards because Florida, you can do that in January, but I forgot to pack a swimsuit and uh, that's my own fault. So um, yeah, so end of the day, looking forward to what the week has in store and I will probably after this is done, go grab some dinner. Um, probably some Jamaican wings because that sounds amazing and I don't even know what they really are. I've had Caribbean jerk at Buffalo Wild Wings, but this is probably better. So, um, so yeah, should be a really fun week with my coworkers and get to see some friends that I've gotten to know from the past couple of years at the, at this convention. And I'll get to uh, meet up with William, a listener, member of the community. Uh, we met up a couple of years ago. He lives out there. So, um, out here, I guess, cause I'm here. <laughs> so that'll be fun too. Um, so yeah. That's why I'm happy, very simply, and I probably should move lightly because I want to be respectful of the people in rooms around me because there's almost a guarantee that they can hear me right now. So So I'll move gingerly into the news because there was big news that happened, of course, like I said, the day that uh, the the, uh, podcast released. Actually, it may have been the day after. But Galacron's Awakening is going to be the single-player adventure, solo adventure that's coming for Descent of Dragons, and it is coming next week, a week from today as this episode releases. So um, crazy that it's coming. If you did not see the cinematic yet, you are silly. Stop this. Stop this insanity. Go watch it now. It's hysterical, and possibly, I don't want to say so soon to its release, but I think it's possibly the best video they've ever released in anticipation for anything Hearthstone related. It is hysterical. It had me in stitches. And the idea here is that this is finally when we're going to see Rafam attempt to awaken Galakrond from uh, from his slumber. I have a feeling that he probably will, and then the League of Evil will have to seal him away. Um, but it should be fun. This is going to be very much in the old school style of adventures like Curse of Nexramus or um, One Night in Karazhan, where there's a progression that you're going through. There are bosses that you'll fight, but there are a lot of things that are actually, well, and the big one, honestly, is that you're going to unlock cards. So we didn't know that at the beginning of the year, but um, this year there are sort of four sets that have released in the Year of the Dragon, and that was... um, the, the, the three classic expansions that we've had, but now this single player is going to bring along with it 35 new cards. Um, so we have had a lot of cards already. We're going to have even more. <laughs> and honestly, this has me wondering if we're going to see a big shakeup in the... Um, in the normality of what to expect content-wise from Hearthstone in whatever this next year is. Uh, Because I believe Year of the Dragon was actually announced in January last year. There's no way they're doing that now because there's too much hype around Galakrond's Awakening. Um, But I am really, I'm really anticipating and looking forward to what they have for this next year because I assume they're going to break a lot of traditions as this past year showed us with buffs and all sorts of stuff. So, um... High expectations, but, you know, they've kind of done that to themselves by giving us good content. (laughs) So, uh, and that's the right problem to have. 
So Galakron's Awakening, let's get back to this. So this is going to be the story of the League of Evil and the League of Explorers, and you're actually going to play partially from both sides. So each story contains four chapters, and each one has three encounters for a total of 24 unique battles. In each encounter, you'll take control of one of the heroes or villains you've seen this year, and you'll be given a pre-made deck built specifically for that encounter. So that's a, another unique thing. In the past, when we had these uh, solo adventures, you would always build your own in order to get in there. There were some that would be pre-made, like the uh, infamous chess game in One Night in Karazhan. But now they're all going to be pre-made decks, which is cool because especially for newer players, they really need that. And then even for those of us who are more uh, veteran players, it's uh, it's a challenge to be given a deck and say, okay, win with this. Um, so, and especially when they do that, it means that there's a way. So <laughs> it should be good. Um, what do they say here? You'll come up against some new and familiar faces. Without saying too much, you'll see more of some of the side characters you've grown to love, including George and Carl. Big hype on that. After you finish a chapter, try your hand at the heroic mode where you'll build your own deck to take on a more challenging experience. And as a, rewo a reward for clearing heroic, you can earn two different card backs, one for the explorers, one for evil. They're both really cool. Um, they're the same exact design, just different uh, different colors. So I kind of wish they had done full ones, but they're they're both really pretty. So cool that with the heroic mode, the incredibly difficult one, uh, because if you haven't played solo adventure heroic modes, you are in for a spin. It is crazy. Um, so we will probably need to build our own decks, um, and that'll be a really good challenge. Uh, four chapters will roll out on a weekly basis like previous solo adventures. When it launches, you'll be able to play through both the League of Explorers and League of Evil versions of the first chapter. The first evil chapter will be free for everyone, and the Explorers chapter will be available for purchase. And they're going to um, they're gonna price this as normally, so you get that first kind of experience for free. Um, but every chapter after that is going to be either $6.99 individually or 700 gold each. Um, and that'll get both the explorers and evil side of the story. Um, the first chapter being the only exception because you get basically half of that for free. Um, and purchasing chapter one uh, gets you the explorers campaign and those three bonus cards. So, or you can buy the whole thing for $19.99, which is a good deal. It includes all, all chapters, all cards. And if you pre-order this week, you'll get a golden classic pack uh, included with that. So if you're thinking about buying this, um, historically it was true and it still is really. If you're going to put any money into the game of Hearthstone, uh, these adventures are a really good chance to do that. $20 for 35 guaranteed cards is a very good deal. And there are almost certainly going to be several of these that will be playable. Um, especially based off what we've seen already. So um, I would tell you that this is a great chance to either use a gift card that you've got or use a little bit of that fun money you've got um, You've got budgeted for that. Should be good. Um, they go into more detail with the 35 cards, um, just saying like how you'll get them, basically four cards on each side, um, except for those three bonus cards in the first chapter for good. And after you earn a card, you'll have the option to craft the golden version. So... Um, you won't be able to craft these any other way other than purchasing the adventure. And you can do that with gold if you are free to play. So you got options there. We've seen uh, several of the cards, four of them to be exact. Um, a priest uh, spell, a paladin minion, a warlock minion, and a mage hero card, which is pretty crazy. 
Now, we didn't really expect this until I guess we found out in November at BlizzCon when they announced this set. They, we, we did find out that week that there were going to, or was it that week? I thought it was around then. Anyway, we did find out prior that we would have these collectible cards that would be a part of this. But um, Steve and I are still trying to figure out what we're going to do. I think we're going to find some way to do some mini review. Uh, 35 cards we should be able to do in six hours just fine. So <laughs> just kidding. We need to do it shorter than that. Um, but we'd like to do something. We're just still ironing out those details right now. Uh, so I, I, won't, uh, I won't talk about all these cards, but I will tell you a little bit about the Amazing Reno because we have learned um, a little bit about it. So it is a 10-mana legendary hero card, uh, five armor as usual, and, the, and it reads, Battle Cry, make all minions disappear. Poof. And if you haven't heard this yet, what this effect is going to do is essentially a Plague of Death. But with Plague of Death, whatever kills is sort of in what we call in card games a res pool, where, especially for priests, because that's a priest card, the Plague of Death is, um, you can still bring back those minions with any resurrect effects. But the way that Reno is worded, these minions disappear, so they have not died. So they don't go into a, uh, a resurrect pool. So it's a similar effect where they're silenced, they won't die and, and trigger a death rattle or anything like that. They just disappear. And we have yet to see if there are going to be other cards that kind of bring them back or anything. We also do know his hero power is called What Does This Do? It's a passive hero power that says, at the start of your turn, cast a random spell. So a lot of people are up in arms about this. I saw a lot of talk on the competitive uh, side of things about how this is really going to wreck play. I mean, it's easily going to go into Highlander mages and just um, and just be insane. I I tend to differ. I think that it will I will find play for sure. And the Highlander mage, I don't know why you wouldn't throw this in there, but I feel like a random spell at the beginning of your turn is not incredibly powerful. And I'm okay with being in the minority in that opinion, if that's true, or if, you know, if everyone else really wants to be up in arms. But I don't think that it's enough to really make an impact, and I think that I might rather have deal one damage, uh, which you don't have the option to do. Now, this board clear is so powerful, I think you still want it in that deck, um, but I've seen some puzzle boxes really whiff. And granted, this is a very slow burn during doing one spell per turn, but I still think that it's not um, it's not going to be as great as you think it will. Sometimes that will win you the game, but I think it's going to be a really small percentage of the time. And it's certainly not going to take Highlander Mage and make it a really good deck. Uh, Highlander Mage has really not found its feet yet on the ladder. It's experiencing some... Uh, some success against very specific matchups, but it's not overall um, creating a, a winning strategy for people. So it's a cool card. It's great that uh, if this is to be taken as a sign, that probably the League of Explorer classes are each going to get a hero card. Um, it's a good thing if their effects are as powerful as Galakrond, because that's a big reason why many of those classes have been struggling as of late, is they don't have something big to do. I don't think that one card will necessarily do that unless it ties a archetype together, which is certainly possible. If we get, uh, you know, uh, Sir Finley that revives all mechs that have died this game or something like that, sort of Nizothi, uh, that could be incredibly powerful for Mech Paladin. Um, or maybe revive all Reborn minions that died this game. 
that's actually that's kind of scary to think about. So maybe let's not do that. Anyway, it uh, should be interesting to see what those are, and hopefully by next week we'll have um, we'll have most or maybe all of them revealed. So. Uh, looking forward to that. So go ahead and pre-purchase that if you have not yet. Um, those chapters will release each week. So again, January 21st, 28th, and then February 4th and 11th are when each chapter releases. It's a really fun time if you've never been around for one of these kinds of releases too, because the meta changes every week. That's each of those four weeks that certain cards will unlock. So that first week will have 11 cards and then the next week, eight, the next week, eight, and the next week, eight. And people are really want to experiment for the most part, unless they're really trying hard on the ladder. So you'll find a lot of streamers are trying out different cards, and it just it just shakes things up, which is a really fun thing. So be on the lookout. I'm excited, and I hope you are too. Should be good. That's all the news because it's the that's really the big thing. So I want to take a second and thank everyone who's giving to the show over at Patreon. Thank you so much. I've loved being able to create some unique content for you over there. And in fact, I've got some unique stuff coming this week to help up your game in Battlegrounds. I've been having a lot of fun and some success when my mobile client doesn't crash, which is a bummer <laughs> if you saw that. Um, but uh, but yeah, really enjoying that. And I want to create some more content uh, around Battlegrounds. So uh, you can join it and get exclusive content uh, from me at $5 a month so go check that out you'll get instant access actually to everything in the past that i've created too so i know many of you have actually joined at the five dollar level recently if you haven't gone back and watched some of those i mean some of the deck lists may not be as uh, as viable as they were back then but you know check it out have some fun see some content you know that's always a good time so yeah, patreon.com slash the happy And thank you so much, everyone who believes in me and is giving and becoming an essential part of the community over there. Thank you. All right, so let's talk about the battle within, this epic battle of good versus evil. You know, I've been watching a lot of the Avengers movies actually lately. I saw Age of Ultron um, not too long ago. And it's interesting, in Age of Ultron, you actually, excuse me while I take a sidestep in the uh, movie world here, but in Age of Ultron, you start to see some of the division within the Avengers between uh, Iron Man and Captain America. They really butt heads on a couple of issues. And, you know, for the Avengers being known as this team that has bonded together to oppose evil, uh, for there to be some uh, disputes could actually threaten the um, the integrity of what they're trying to do, right? I really do believe that all of us inherently want to do good. We may not actively think it, but all of us want to be a positive impact on the world to some degree, because I think it's what we were created for. Um, but we all also struggle with an inner dialogue, right? Um, and whether that's self-doubt, um, negative thinking, it may not even be self-doubt so much as it is you truly don't believe that you have value. Um, but we all struggle with different things in that degree, and it can feel like this battle within. It can feel sort of like Captain America and Iron Man fighting, even though ultimately they need to bond together to do good, right? Um it could even be competing thoughts, thinking like, what's actually best for me? And you, you end up agonizing about something, you know, that was good over something that was great, or I don't know. Uh, hope, hopefully you feel what I'm getting at. So when, when I'm talking about the battle within, when it comes to Hearthstone, um, 
you're not probably playing this game to waste your time, right? And, and there's a very clear difference between wasting your time and investing your time. Um, and I'm not, man, this is a really nuanced conversation, isn't it? I, I think that I'm talking to a, a very diverse group of people right now. So you might find yourself in a position where you really want to get better at this game. And it doesn't matter what rank is your highest rank or anything like that, but you play Hearthstone because you sincerely want to press yourself. You want to improve uh, you want a good challenge, and figuring out the strategy and mechanics of this game really appeals to you. Um, it's sort of like a tinkerer who wants to get underneath the hood and figure it out, you know. Um, there are a lot of you also who, who probably play this game purely because it's fun. Uh, you enjoy seeing the crazy animations or interactions. Um, you love building a weird deck and beating your friend with it, <laughs> or getting on the ladder and, and having success with it either way. Regardless, I'm guessing most of you find yourself in one of those two places, but either way, you're investing your time. Investing your time can look like I want to improve statistically as a Hearthstone player, um, but investing your time could be I want to enjoy this game. I want to experience this, uh, you know, the crazy stuff that it has to offer. That's also investing your time. Um, and I think that all of us, to some degree, have both of those voices in within ourselves, right? The, um, the person who wants to have fun and the person who wants to win. And there are times where, like Captain America and Iron Man, they can fight and have different motives and actually want different things. So that's really what I wanted to talk about is how to have a rational... Um, a rational understanding, I guess, of what's going on for you when that's happening. So um, this will typically come out when one of those voices is truly not experiencing what they want to. So for me, um, I tend to edge on the more win side, right? I really want to win. I want to ladder up. I want to prove myself, get to legend, all that kind of stuff. And so if I am not winning, um, I am going to have a lot of inner uncertainty as far as why am I doing this, right? I didn't want to misspeak, so I had to check this out. But after the um, after the nerfs hit, I went 14, excuse me, strike that, reverse it. I went 5 and 14 on the ladder. Uh, for those of you who aren't sure, that is like barely 25% win rate, which is abysmal. And granted, some of that was because I was waffling between decks, but I could not find anything to buy me a win. And it was just, just miserable, right? And we've all been there where you think that you can figure something out and you just end up having loss after loss. Um, right now, there are a lot of very powerful decks. And sometimes you can just queue up enough into someone or into, into opponents who are able to do the thing that their deck wants to do sooner than you can. And it's a bummer when that happens. Um, but that is like logistically what's going on, right? I'm losing and I'm thinking I'm, I'm, invest, I'm investing my time, but I'm not getting a good return on it, right? Um, so it just doesn't feel good. Winning fundamentally wants to um, experience the thrill of I beat you, which Hearthstone gives to one player in every single round that happens. And that will happen fundamentally by having a good deck 
having a good strategy, and having a good understanding of the meta, along with some good luck from draws, from uh, whatever comes your way through your deck, because you cannot control that portion of things. You can control your mulligan, you can choose, uh, you can make choices, but there is an element of luck in there. Now, the fun voice happens. It's satisfied when you're enjoying what you're doing. And the truth is that for some of us, we find that fun mostly in the act of winning, which is interesting. That's, that's where winning is really the heavy side for what you do. Um, but a lot of people, like I mentioned before, will find that fun on a granular level when they're you know playing a combo of cards that was unexpected or uh, when they get to see something happen, uh, regardless of if it was them or their opponent on, on their, on, in that game. Um, and so some of you may be more weighted on that side. But regardless, those are like basically the goals that are happening in both of those voices. And it puts you to a point of, of really not knowing what to pursue, right? I think for me, it's when I've had those losses that I really feel like confused because I want to win but I can't seem to get that result. And so that's when frustration happens, right? Because the thing that I want to happen is not happening, and yet I'm still giving my best to it. And I've said for a very long time that there's nothing more frustrating in life than giving your best something and not getting in return what you were hoping to get. A lot of us experience that on the ladder. So so how do you know what to pursue? Well, there are a few questions that you have to ask. Um, one of them is a very simple yet mostly overlooked question is, what does your month look like? We break down Hearthstone into uh, seasons, and this obviously applies more so to the winning strategy. What does your month look like? Are you like just swamped with work, family, friends, uh, other things? Um, it doesn't even have to be like obligations that are placed on you or initiatives or uh, you know, side hustles or something that you're doing. It may just be that like you have a friend coming over for a week and you really want to spend time with them. That's going to hamper the time that you invest in this game. Um, and I mean, good legend runs for people from uh, from rank five to legend can t- can take a hundred games. Um, and for a lot of players, it takes more than that, right? So, so a hundred games at like. I would say honestly that six minutes is probably a low average for um, for most games. Probably a little more on the aggressive side, but I'll just go there since it's a round number, right? So six hundred minutes or six hundred, yeah, yeah, that's six hundred minutes on the low end, which is ten hours, right? Um, that's that's a very fast run, um, and ten hours in a day. Uh, I usually play Hearthstone for maybe an hour. Um, there are some days where I'm lucky if I get a game or two in or I'm able to clear my quest, you know. So and so that can take 30 minutes to play three games. Um, I guess that would be five games if I'm using the six-minute average. So, uh, so just thinking about that, like there is a heavy time investment, especially if you're trying to reach a goal of a specific rank or an MMR in Battlegrounds or something like that. Uh, if you want to have fun, then this is not really one of the, this really doesn't fit into your metrics, okay? Um, but one that does fit into those metrics is what have you been doing lately in game? Uh, if you aren't having as much fun as you once did in the game, and that's the thing that really encourages you to get back in, 
it might be really hard to just um, harvest it, right? There are ways that you can get creative. You can find other deck lists. You can search through your collection to find underutilized cards. Uh, you can uh, go on Twitch and just see what random people are doing. Actually, one thing that would be interesting, too, is you can go to uh, hsreplay.net slash decks, and there's an included card section, and you could uh, find some wacky card that you haven't really messed around with and go there and find if uh, other people are playing with something. If it's really not being played, then you won't find anything. But it might be a good place to start for most people. Um and then for the people who are uh, who are really struggling on the ladder in the way that they want, uh, have you been just bouncing from deck to deck? Have you been only um, playing a very specific archetype and it just obviously isn't working? Uh, have you asked anyone to check your deck or to watch you watch you for a game? Or thought about getting some coaching. There are lots of ways that you can shake things up in order to help um, help move your goals along with um, with competitive things. And then the other question I want to, and this is a weird one, but I I kind of have to, is is slowing down and thinking about what do you really want, like really want. Uh, and this is more of a counseling thing than anything. Is that a lot of times the things that we think we desire aren't actually the things that we desire right? So to use an example, uh, I, and I guess this is a little bit vulnerable, but that's okay. Uh, before I got married, I was actually really, uh, I, I felt, I felt this vacancy as far as having a significant other in my life. And I remember doing some really specific work with a mentor during that time and just saying like, man, I'm just sad. And, you know, I feel kind of depressed, like I, that I just don't have a girlfriend. And he really challenged me and said, Andrew, what do you think is underneath that? I was like, what are you talking about? I just want someone. Like, it, things are better when you have someone. He asked, like, why, why is that? Why are things better? Well, because, you know, I have someone who cares about me. Okay, that's good. Why do you need someone that cares about you? Uh, because I really want that kind of validation, I guess. Like, that, if someone likes me, that means that I have value. Okay, you know, then you're getting somewhere. So it's it's really thinking about what are the what are the reasons behind the reasons. Um, if you want to have fun in Hearthstone, why is that? What are you looking for? Um, and if you really want to compete well, what are you looking for? I would say I would reckon, and this is doing pure self-evaluation when I've done those things, but maybe you really want to have fun in Hearthstone um, because there are times when you're not able to find the fun outside of that. Um, that might be something to look at and ask, I wonder why that is. Maybe, maybe there need to be other healthy avenues for me to have fun. Um, and then for competing, I would say that it's similar to the relationship thing I, I shared as far as, are you looking for validation in places that actually shouldn't be the place that you find that? And I know I am absolutely uh, guilty of doing that with Hearthstone sometimes where I'm really doing it to prove something that isn't a healthy thing for me to try and prove. So just consider those things. Um, take some time uh, to, to meditate on it or even journal or something about um, what are the things lying behind my desires in Hearthstone? Because you can really learn a lot about yourself and become a healthier, more whole person through that. Uh, and I don't over-exaggerate on that. I'm not saying that everyone has some deep, dark issue uh, that's buried underneath Hearthstone necessarily. But I think we, uh, the normal person has a lot more baggage than they're willing to admit. Uh, and, and just even taking some amount of time to consider 
uh, can be a really healthy first step. And finally, I want to talk about engaging with others because I think this is one of the tools that can be used best to help us get to where we want to be. And a lot of times it's one that we neglect, especially in gaming. It's really easy to just kind of get in your own world. I mean, you could with Hearthstone just log in, uh, not have a friends list, play, build your collection, build decks, and um, kind of be in a world of hurt in a a way. Uh, There are some nice escapes that are healthy too of of, uh, being able to have an escape when it comes to games. But I think that if you really want a healthy mindset and a healthy place, you need other people. And I I would be willing to bet a lot of you tune into this show and others to have one of those outlets. And and that's great. I count it an honor that I get to be that in a way. I know I've said it before, but I'll say it again. I started listening to Hearthstone podcasts because I had no friends that played this game. (laughs) And I really wanted other people to talk to about it. So if you found this show because you were doing the same thing, I feel you. And I'm glad that I get to talk with you about it. So Um, But engaging with other people is a really good thing, and you can always have fun when you find the right people. I think that was an exciting thing when I was uh, considering this point, Uh, that no matter what the context is, when you're with people, you always have the opportunity to find fun there. Uh, So putting yourself around others and being in an environment where you can um, just even rub shoulders, you don't have to get into deep relationships, but having other people you can bounce deck ideas off of or share experiences, frustration or success on the ladder, uh, weird wacky decks that you came up with, that can really help and be an encouragement during times that are a little bit harder. I also want to encourage you, give yourself the freedom to try something new. A lot of times we get into ruts uh, on our own by our own uh, design essentially right and we need to give ourselves the freedom to step outside of that and do something different I think uh, the the quote has been originally traced to Thomas Jefferson I don't know for sure uh, that says if you want something you, you've never had you have to do something you've never done I know I've brought that up on the show before but I, I think it's so um so profound, truly, that a lot of us think that by doing the same thing that we've done, we can get different results. Um, but that's not true. You you get what you've gotten by doing what you've done. <laughs> so so challenge yourself. Think about different things that you could do. If you if you have just you know gotten into a rut on the ladder and you're so frustrated at the game. Get quirky and think up something weird. And you may not get to legend with some, you know, homebrewed deck, but you may have some fun and it may really reignite something for you. Or if you've been, uh, you know, if the fun has been burnt from your eyes when it comes to this game, um, take a step back and think through, are there mechanics that I need to learn better about this game? Because maybe if you learned some of the mechanics, it would enable you to be a better deck builder. And then finally, I want to remind you, and this is always the reminder that we don't like to hear, but remember to disengage from time to time. We as gamers can be obsessive, and it's not inherently an evil thing, but every strength has a, a limitation, and definitely limit the limitation to, or the well, the positive of obsession is true. You can get really good at something. The limitation is that you can really get Um, just you can deny other really important parts of your life and so remember to disengage like if you're if you're just you know frustrated to all ends maybe you need to take a break from Hearthstone maybe you need to delete it from your phone for a week and just give yourself some time to breathe and um, and see what life is like without it you know watch a movie with a friend hang out with your family uh, go for a hike if you're in a 
part of the world where you can do that. Um, you know, do something else and utilize your time elsewhere. Hearthstone is an interesting game where you can be doing a lot of the right things or maybe all of the right things and still not improving the way that you want to, um, you know, in a tactical way, like your rank looking a certain way. So do something that is a little more direct. Something like, uh, well, in gaming, that could be a story-driven game. So play a Legend of Zelda game or play, um, you know, something along those lines. Or, um, or maybe it's learning a new talent. Maybe you've got an instrument around the house that you've always wanted to learn. You won't learn it quickly, probably. But if you invest your time over a long period of time, you'll get there. And so maybe, you know, invest 15 minutes a week uh, or 15 minutes a day, maybe every other day. Maybe the time you spend in Hearthstone, you can learn the piano and be really good probably in six months by doing that. Um, so disengaging from the game can be really healthy. And I, I think especially for people who are ready to swear it off, I would really encourage those people anytime I talk to them, do that. Take a week off, take a month off, do what you need to do. I've done that before and it's been some of the healthiest stuff for me to come back to the game with a fresh set of eyes and a, a newfound appreciation for it. Um, so yeah, those are all the thoughts I've got when it comes to the battle within, and I hope it's helpful for you. I know my voice has gotten quieter over time, but I think that I'm uh, becoming more aware of, uh, of the people that are around me and <laughs> want to be respectful of them. Hey, no iTunes reviews this week. Come on, you know what to do. Some of you are dragging your heels. And you need to do this, okay? It's a free way to support the show. It is a huge impact, honestly. Every single one matters. And, um, you know, sometimes the recency of those reviews really will affect things. So uh, so go do it if you're listening to Apple Podcasts right now or do it when you get onto a computer with iTunes. All you have to do is search for the Happy Hearthstone Podcast and uh, leave a review. Tell people what you think. Uh, like I said before, I didn't have friends that were or that were talking about this game or playing it, so I needed the podcasts. And when I found out that going and leaving a review actually helps other people find it, I realized, oh, I can influence others that way too, and, and so can you. So go do that and make an impact on the show. And in fact, I've got a card of the week for you, and this one's going to come out of left field, so I hope you like it. <laughs> Times have changed, the ladder's getting cursed. Build a deck, but make sure you put Galakrond in it first. Should I play a shaman or warrior possibly? No rogue's the one that's gonna do well for me. Yes, praise Galakrond, praise Galakrond. It's such a simple little spell, but if you play it, you'll do well. Praise Galakrond, praise Galakrond. Cause all that really matters is getting lackeys. That just... It kind of hit me when I was thinking about the card, and I just had to do it. <laughs> Praise Galakrond is a one-mana common rogue spell. Give one of your minions plus one attack. Invoke Galakrond. I remember reviewing this card with Steve and saying, Sure? I mean, you don't do it for the plus one attack. You do it for invoking Galakrond and getting a lackey. And you know what? That's still true. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the fact that this is a one mana spell for rogue that really puts it over the top. Um, you know, I, the getting a random lackey for one mana is fine. And in fact, when you upgrade and or when you play Galakron and have your hero power, two mana you'll pay for that too. Um, because all of the lackeys are basically good. 
So this is a better version of that hero power, and you get a lackey that you can probably do something with. I've played a little bit of this Galakron Rogue deck, and I think I'm going to throw my weight at it for the rest of the week and see how it does. Uh, it was from Boar Control, and um, it's it's interesting. I beat a Face Hunter, and I beat a, um, what was it? Oh yeah, it was a Mirror, another Galakron Rogue. Um, but it felt it felt super powerful both times, and I you know I I beat the face hunter by the skin of my teeth. I had two health left, but I had enough to get there. And sometimes that's all that matters is that you got enough to get over <laughs> over the over the finish line. So uh, it's been interesting playing with this card. And you know, I, Rogue's Galakron cards aren't necessarily really exciting. The um, uh, Seal Fate, I think it is, that deals three damage to an undamaged deals three damage to an undamaged character. Uh, is uh, playable also because you're getting the lackey mostly, and it's like a, a secondary backstab. It actually clears a lot of stuff too. I've been kind of impressed. So um, yeah, the, these these spells aren't great, but this one being one mana means that you can combo it with anything else, and you can combo with the lackey that you got. So on turn five, you could play Praise Galakrond, Lackey, Edwin, and have a six six. Not bad at all. So. Uh, yeah, it's fine. It's not really a card to get too excited about, but um, but you're going to play it because Galakrond Rogue is pretty crazy. So, <laughs> All right, so let's wrap things up because it's time to go home. I didn't want to curse myself by saying this was a short episode, but again, got to be respectful to those rooms around me. Uh, I want to remind you as always, you are the happy Hearthstone. So thank you for swinging by. Thanks for being a part of this community. Thanks for listening. Uh, the truth is that this podcast wouldn't exist without you, uh, listening and participating. So think about what you can do to make your mark. That could be leaving a review on iTunes. That could be letting me know that you'd like to come and be on an episode in the future by reaching out at thehappyhearthstone at gmail.com or on Twitter at andrewisliving. Uh, you can also go check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash thehappyhearthstone. And I want to send a huge thank you, as always, to Menock, Jay Miller, Number Theory, and Xavier E. for being producers of the Happy Happy Hearthstone. Thank you for so much for supporting at the level of you do. Uh, it really, it means a lot to me personally, and it allows our community to keep on growing. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's one thank you per person. <laughs> uh, if you would like to, let me know what you thought about this episode, if it struck a chord with you, if you've been struggling with these things, and if you have found ways to really uh, to really grow. Um, maybe, maybe it was from what I said or from something else on your own that you'd like to share with the community. I'd love to share those things in a future episode. You can reach out to me on Twitter at AndrewIsLiving or email the show directly at thehappyhearthstone at gmail.com. All right, thank you all so much. I have got to go grab those wings because um, it's just time for wings, you know what I'm saying? And I think I want to watch some Avengers too. I couldn't tell you why, but I just have this feeling in my bones. Thank you all so much for visiting the Happy Hearthstone and having a little fun with us. We'll see you next time. Thank you.